Hello everyone. Welcome to the Waste of Web Space podcast. Episode 114. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. That is right, isn't it? 114. Well, last one was 113, so well, yeah. you would have thought the naming convention would continue, so this one is 114. That would that would make sense. So it's slightly... What happened on our introduction, Jimbo? Well, because of you moaning about it all the time, I only put one song on this time. Okay. And well, I... Why did you have a round of applause to start with? Because it's a different show today. I mean, I pressed the button by accident, but it is a different show. We've, we've got a bit of a game show for you today. And you can see from the visuals, uh, for those that can see from the visuals, we have got a Rate British Quiz, Fisher. Now, is this in reference to our Queen? It is, because, we, we you know, we we were we podcasting at the last Jubilee? Uh, last Jubilee was 10 years ago, wasn't it? So, well, I don't know. It depends what your class is a Jubilee. I mean, there was a 69th Jubilee last year. Uh, you ought to see the celebrations for that. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> but the, how, 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 would you, how would you celebrate a 69th Jubilee? Well, indeed. Um, so I, I think <laughs> well, last, last main Jubilee was 2012, and I can't remember that. I don't. We might have just started podcasting towards the end of 2012, perhaps. That's about right. So we just missed the last one. I think so, we just missed it, yeah. But, I mean, if we do an half fast attempt at this, we'll just do it for the next one, won't we, instead? Yeah, sounds good. I mean... Probably, you'd have thought, probably at the Queen's age, she'll kind of be, have a bit of a thing for a 75th Jubilee, you would have thought. Because they didn't, didn't do anything for the 65th Jubilee, did they? Possibly not, not sure. But anyway, um, yep, welcome to the show. Uh, it is a bit of a Jubilee special, really. Um, so yeah, we, di- we didn't do a song this time, just because I didn't get around to doing it. And what uh, she would have wanted. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, I ain't even got a drink today, for sure, because I've already had one. And, what? Uh, but I want to show you. I've got a little bit left to be fair. Uh, it's Jubilee Ale, so I've got, I've got, uh, I'm, I'm having, I've had a beer um, in relation to the Jubilee. So there we go. I've not mm. had a chance to top up. There's a little bit, there is a little bit left in. So why, why, why have you already had some beer today? What's, what's wrong with it? It's you, Jubilee. You, you're today. drinking finished, outside the podcast. I finished work. I finished work today, so I'm, I'm on me, I'm on me break. So your Jubilee break. Yeah, so you've got yeah. five days off. Exactly. So, um, so shall we have some breaking news? Well, am I not allowed to have a beer just because you're not having one? Oh, you can have one, but I'm saying tell us what you're having and then give you breaking news. Yeah, what's well, Thornbridge Jaipur? I've got one um, of them and all. Have you? Could have had the same well, beer. Well, too busy. Um, I, I have, I'm having my first beer of the day. Indeed, the first beer of the week, depending on when you count the week as starting. Um, count the week as starting on Tuesday at three o'clock. Then the first beer of the week. Um, no, uh, I didn't have one yesterday, and I'm having one tonight. Thornbridge Jiper, it's 5.9, it's Indian Pale Ale, and I think that kind of, it's just a bit of a reference back to the Queen and kind of that colonialism almost, um, which he probably doesn't want to be associated with. Um, and that's just a lot of rubbish is it? as well, to be fair. It's purely just by coincidence an Indian Pale Ale. Um, Thornbridge Brewery created in 2005 by the looks of it. Um, and this is. I can't remember. It's it's quite strong, 5.9. I believe on your Ale and Audio podcast, you're currently playing a game called Play, Play Crafts, right? Does that sort of move up and down in terms of percentage of an it ale? It does, it does. It's a, yeah, quite, a, quite a good, yeah, I wouldn't say it's a good game, but it's a good name for the game. I mean, I, I, I take my hat off to the person, the creative person who came up with that idea, yep. which I'm guessing probably wasn't you. It wasn't me, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Jaipur comes with over 100 worldwide awards. This iconic American style IPA, which hang on, I thought I thought it was an Indian pale ale. Not, oh, so it's an American Indian pale ale. There we go. Uh, has a complexity of flavour created by a six-dimensional hop experience. Um, so yeah, there we go. It's got Chinook, which is a type of helicopter. Um, Senatinal, Anthium, Columbus, Cascade, Straw, Lemon Zest. It tastes a lot different to what it does um, out of from a cask from a hample. Yeah, right. um, in from a can, but it, it's still nice. Um, I was going to say as well, interesting fact for you: the person who started Brewdog, uh, mm-hmm. the brewer, who what he wanted to create something dog. like Jaipur, so he basically created. Um, this is what I've heard: Punk IPA, which is sort of their staple beer, based yeah. on Jaipur. I think they did. Ooh. I don't know if they did a bit of poaching of uh, brewers and stuff like that, which is what tends to happen in in the world of. Uh, Brewing and all that kind of thing. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, in fact, I think one of the one of Sheffield's bigger breweries, uh, Kellermand, I think, went bust recently, didn't it? Yeah, um, very I'm sad. assuming every time they get a brewery, they go and create their own brewery. Yeah, well, I mean, I, th- I think there's a, I think there's 
probably a lot more to that because it was the pandemic and stuff as well that's uh, not helped him out. But uh, I think uh, it, sort of beer scene's changed a little bit now. The, uh, the you know the craft brew is around as well. So yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. Um, but obviously, there's still the fat cat still going, which is which is its main pub, isn't it? So. I think that's Hang on, still... which, which podcast are we on at the moment? Sorry. Oh yeah, sorry. Let's get back okay. to it, shall we? <laughs> Let's get back to Waste of Space. Have you got any breaking news? Uh, yeah, so I've got some details about a brewery. Actually, um, no, <laughs> I've got. Um, oh yeah, guess what? Guess what I did the other week? Well, if you look on the document, it probably tells you I took part in a, uh, a beatbox battle. Did you? Is that where you go? That kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't that good, but I was. I was. There were a lot of participants in this. Probably about um, it was about seven or eight thousand of us against sort of two or three thousand children, mm-hmm. I think, at the Sheffield Arena. Um, where there were some beatboxers on stage. It was it was the first beatbox battle I've ever been in, and I would suspect probably also the last one. And did you? How did you do? Oh, awful! I didn't <laughs> have a clue what I was doing. All I could do was go. Why I don't ask you to get involved in making our music in it on the uh, podcast? Yeah. Um, so that was that. That was at the Young Voices um, choir performance in Sheffield uh, at the Sheffield Arena. I think it had got about or whatever it's called nowadays, Utilita Arena. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it was about twelve thousand people watching it. It got children from various schools sort of in the audience singing along. It got sort of a few people came onto stage and they sang some songs and the, the beatboxers came on as well and they beatboxed. And they asked us to. They asked the. Uh, they asked the adults to join in and battle against the children. Um, <laughs> and I very much gave it my best shot, but um, was quite frankly appalling at it. Good breaking so that news. That was there. my. That was my experience recently. Uh, as much happened for you in the last four weeks, five weeks. It's my daughter's fifth birthday tomorrow, so she's very excited okay. about that. Um, as are we all. Uh, no, no, she's been excited since the second of since June. Since the fourth birthday. Yeah, since the second of June, uh, two thousand and what year was it? Twenty one. So, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, no, no, it's a birthday tomorrow. So yeah, that's exciting. And uh, I got sent to London by mm. my work. Um, yeah, <clears throat> and okay. to to do a conference sort of thing. And mm-hmm. you know what? I had to pay for some of the stuff myself. So. You know, All right. work sent me right up the shard there. Um, hey. No, I didn't, did you... I didn't really, uh, no. I did, just because of those ticket things, we I did. We didn't really account for the sort of tube riding and stuff, so I had to sort that out myself. No big deal. But yeah, I went to London, got a free bar. That was cool. All right. um, yeah, oh, well, oh, all right. You can't complain at work making you pay for your own tube tickets so you got a free bar. Well, work didn't pay for that. That was the people who were running the conference who paid for that. Right. Well, yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, but I won't complain. It's fine. So, anything else? It's probably about it, really. How long? Um, how long were you in London for? Was it an overnight stop or? A... Just a night, yeah. Basically, yeah, I was there for about twenty four hours in total. But yeah. right, because of the free bar, and I'm a vegetarian now, so I'm a bit fussy now mm-hmm. with food, even fussier than before. I hardly had anything to eat, and it got to like one o'clock in the morning when we, you know, packed up and we're ready to go to bed, and I couldn't find a takeaway anywhere. In London, in central London, you think you'd be able to just, you know, roll out one takeaway into another. Could not find one anywhere, so I was starving. Uh, eventually, I did manage to stumble upon one, but uh, yeah, but it, I was very hungry. Yeah, yeah, I can't imagine that uh, at one o'clock in the morning after a free bar, it'd be the fact that you stumbled up uh, upon one. I mean, I can't imagine for one moment that you'd have sort of coolly, casually strolled into a takeaway. <laughs> you know what? When I when I when he when he when I found one that were open, I was so. The, the person inside who I was like, oh, thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> I think they were like, oh, okay, all right. Just, What's wrong just with this pizza, yeah. Anyway. We don't just, just either deliver Oud or Uber I don't know all of that in London. I'm, you know, a bit out of the comfort zone down there, aren't I? Mm. But I stayed in yeah. a, a travel lodge and I noticed the bottle opener on the travel lodge, um, like, sideboard thing, which reminds me of one of your previous show-and-tells. Mm. Um but the bottle being too big. Yeah. But which was a yeah. fake story anyway, wasn't it? No, that was true. That was a true story. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It worked exceptionally hard for um <laughs> for well I, I, I work exceptionally hard every day. Um <laughs> but in particular on this one day I worked very hard and thought, I'll tell you what, I'll be here after after work <laughs> while I'm staying in the hotel and the bottle was too big to fit in the bottle opener. Are we moving on? Mind. Yeah, well, I think we're gonna move on to my show and tone today. <laughs>
So show and tell then, anyone who's listening for the first time, just a reminder how this goes, one of us brings an item or a story to the show. Uh, there's two stories behind either that item or that story, and one of them's true, one of them's false. Uh, and one of us has to guess whether it's true or false, the other one tells the story, don't they? So it's your turn today, Fisher, your show and tell. What you got for us? Phyllis. House of... A very rare... House. Is that even a thing? Is it a thing anymore? I know it's closed at Sheffield, hasn't it, in Medwall, but I don't know if it's, is it completely it's, shut down. It's not a thing anymore. But it, it, I feel quite good that I can look through the handles on this and mm. still see you. Like, like I'm some kind of weird um, ghost-type character. Yeah, or a very, sh- a very it's shit a, superhero. A, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a carrier bag from House of Fries, a pink carrier bag. Um, and it's um, it relates to uh, House of Fraser-related experience. Okay. So what happened with House of Fraser? Is it, whilst in House of Fraser a number of years ago, I bought, I bought myself a shirt that turned out to be a woman's top. <laughs> or is it, whilst carrying a bag very similar to this, I was referred to as a pink bag twat. <laughs> uh, it sounds like something I might have said to you. <laughs> but it wasn't oh, me. bloody hell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ruin that show and tell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, let's start with the first one. So, you obviously, this was on when House of Fraser was open, because it's now closed down. Uh, um, yes, yeah. And it was in Med- the Meadow Hall one, was it? Uh, no, it was, in, uh, it was in Manchester. Okay, so it would have been when you was at university or work. work so, yeah, when well, I worked in Manchester. Uh, okay. Uh, they had a, a large store on Deansgate that I think used to be called Kendall's. I think some people in Manchester still call it Kendall's, but it uh, became House of Fraser. And, um, yeah, have you presume you've been in House of Fraser in Meadowhall previously? I have previously? before, but, I mean, the time that I can I can count on on one finger, how many times yeah. I might have gone in there and spent some money. Yeah, so it was it was always all right. So it's, it was a decent department store. It's expensive. Um, oh, yeah, as I say, I, was, um, I tried to be the old man about town, didn't I, with my women's clothes. Um, right. So and, what, can you describe what the shirt looked like? Uh, yes, it was kind of like a light blue um, shirt. And I looked at it. It, it, it said on the hanger, medium. You presume so it's a men's... Look, that's how they do the sizing for men, whereas women, they have that's numbers, they don't they? Yeah. It was on the wrong hanger. Oh, right. When I took it home, it transpired that um, it wasn't a man's, and it was quite nicely fitted, um, do sadly. Not, do, so so you, do you not try these things on, though, in the shop? Well, no, because I didn't... It, it looked like it was just a shirt. Um, and I know what size I am, medium. Yeah, but that's not true. This is where your story's falling apart already because, you know, whenever I've been shopping, every shop seems to be different. I can be a small in one shop, a medium in another, and a large in another one. No, I've never really had that problem. I've always bought my shirts, short sleeve shirts, always bought them medium. They've always fitted fine. If I want to get something that looks a bit tighter, I might get a small, but it's generally a bit tight. Um, so it said medium on the hanger. I had a look at it. It looked... Yeah, I kind of held it up and it looked all right. It didn't look like it wasn't particularly a medium, shall we say. Um, so I decided to take it with me. It looked quite nice. Um, it was on the kind of... It was me shopping, weren't it? So, you know, it was on the reduced section. Um, <laughs> and took it home. I just got, When I got it home, I thought, and took it out and had a look at it again, I thought, it's a bit sort of fitted this, and a bit sort of tight around the waist and uh, put it on. And I think, yeah, my bust wasn't quite big enough to, to fit in there, unfortunately. So, um, <laughs> and... You thought the sleeves were a bit sort of short on it, so I thought, hmm, I'm not sure this actually is. <laughs> sort of had a look in it, and it was, I think, size 12. Did, um, you, did you buy it for a particular event, or was it just a just a general shirt purchase? It was just a general shirt purchase. I used to, because I lived, um, but so I didn't have much to do in the evenings. At times in Manchester, it used to be quite commonplace. I'd possibly walk just back. Just used to basically go, go back and try on women's clothes at home. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but the good thing—the sh- good thing is that you got it home and it matched your shoes and your heels yeah. quite nicely. So yeah. that's that's the exactly. good side of it. Uh, I just chucked it in the wardrobe with all the women's clothes that I got. So, <laughs> but, no, that's okay. I just put it on bloke doll that I had, so it was fine. <laughs> so, did you take it back, or was you too embarrassed to take it back, or was you too lazy to take it back? As sometimes people are, aren't they? I, I took it back um, and explained. No, I didn't explain. I thought that would be a bit embarrassing. <laughs> Um, so instead, I said that um, I'd bought it as a present uh, for my girlfriend, who didn't exist. But I didn't tell them <laughs> it didn't exist. 
and it was the wrong size, so I asked if I could have a, a store credit. You might, you know, embarrassing saying that, you know, I, I bought this for my girlfriend who, you know, and then in the back of your head, you know, she didn't exist, but you can, you can kind of say, eventually she'll exist, so it's fine to say yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I said, uh, yeah, I said, oh, yeah, I couldn't get it to her, she's too busy sort of, um, you know, modelling in saint this weekend, so I thought I'd, um, I thought I'd not, uh, not give it to her. No, I just said, yeah, I'm really sorry. Bought it as a as a present for my girlfriend. It's not quite the right size, so uh, I'll come back with her and uh, or try something on kind of store credit. Maybe that's all right, please. <laughs> so then then I had to go back a few days later to spend my store credit on an actual man's shirt instead. It'd be so funny if you actually bought a woman's one again. Yeah, but another yeah yeah went back and bought a pair of high heels instead. So okay, all right then. So that's has this happened again since, or has it just been the one time that you've accidentally bought women's clothing? It's not happened accidentally since. No. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, it was a it was a an accidental one off, um, and it was quite. A, it's a shame. It was actually quite a nice shirt. And I couldn't actually I couldn't actually find a shirt that similar in the kind of men's department. Well, there was one in the men's department, obviously, but that was an actual man's shirt. Yeah, should have had it adapted, or just grown yeah. the bust for it. <laughs> yeah, or just changed my body shape slightly. Yeah, I mean. It's, Everyone's equal. Everyone's the same nowadays. What's wrong with having women's clouds? You know, why should why should women get their own clouds? Why just have gender neutral clothing instead? <laughs> Honestly, right. Um, next then. So you got called a pink bag twat. Was this also in Manchester, or was this more close to home? Well, it's happened several times actually. Um, <laughs> no, this uh, this was also in Manchester. Yeah. So uh, and you had you been the purchaser of the carrot? Obviously. It was free in those days. Bags were free. Would you believe? Bags were free. Yeah. But was you the person who obtained this bag in this story, or was you uh, just using it because someone had given you something in the bag? You know, like when yeah, you was, get like a birthday I... present that's in a carry bag. Like, oh, House of Fraser, what's this? And it ends up being something from like Poundland or something. Yeah, same as a lot. There are a lot of shops. I go and buy something really, really cheap, and get, I try and get a carry bag just so I can, and then I put me uh, put me Battleland carry bag inside. It just looks like <laughs> a bit of prestige to it. Um, yeah, but I, I bought. I bought a shirt from House of Fraser, <laughs> and yeah, it was a man. It was a man shirt, actually. I think you'll find. Right. And okay. I uh, kind of it's quite a nice carry bag. Got quite a good hand, good quality carry bag. Got good handles. And um, yeah, I, I was carrying something around it. I wasn't. I wasn't carrying the, the items that I'd purchased in the carry bag. I was using the carry bag for something else. I'm always, another item. I'm always rubbish at using carry bags. Um, I tend to like. When, especially if it's like a clove, it's just got cloves in it or something. I, I don't carry it like by my side. I sort of like turn it into a sack and sling it over my shoulder. And I'm just a typical bloke when it comes to carrying a carry bag method. I just don't have it. The only thing I can carry properly is shopping bags because they're normally heavy and you kind of can't really sling them over your shoulder because you might have like milk flying down your back or something, which is obviously an experience my brother's experienced uh, before. <laughs> well, so that, that was another show and tell story. Uh, a while another ago. show and tell story. Um, but. Yeah, so, mm, so who what what, what describe the person who called you a pink bag twat? I mean, I like um, the terminology they've used, like you know, you know they called you like you know they've, they've used something fairly soft in a sense. Twat's not too yeah. bad, is it? Yeah, I mean, I took unless you've unless you've it. edited it because you didn't want to say the c word or something else. No, nah, I, I, I take objection to the making reference to the pink bag. In all honesty. Um, <laughs> It was it was just a, a relatively um, you know I won't say young well probably school leaver teenager thinks he's hard in front of his mates you know trying to show up to and play up to one of the boys. Um, I know it's annoying when other people have got mates, isn't it? I know it well, I <laughs> wouldn't know really. You're my only mate, so um, I can't believe not answered my phone calls recently as well. Um, it, was, it was just a. Yeah, youngish kind of lads. He kind of looked like the kind of bloke who you would expect would call someone a pink bag twat. Um, you know, wearing a baseball what cap and. Did you respond? Um, no, not really. Whilst I was probably, um, you know, bigger and stronger than he was, he got his mates around him and I hadn't. What was I going to do? Hit him with my carrier bag. Um, I just kind of carried on and walked past them. Sensible. Well, um... there, is, there is, of course, one other option, which is that both of these are true, by the way. Okay. Also, as with shown, all shown items. But you did tell me in this store just a second ago that you, you bought a male shirt. Uh, it is possible that I, I have actually gone into House of Rage and bought more than one item okay. over the years. Right. Oh, right. I get you. I get you what you're saying. Yeah. So the two stories. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Could, yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm, I, 
I know I'm a nuisance at times, but the store do let me back in there after, <laughs> after I've been in months. All right. Uh, have you used the car- the pink carry bag since this incident, or has it been sort of tucked away and you've been too embarrassed to try it again, or worried about being called a pink bag twat again? It's been uh, it's been in my it's been in a carrier bag bag. Um, so you know, it's, it, oh, one yeah. day we'll get used to it as a bin bag. Um, but what happens is the carrier bag 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 just gets added to the main carrier bag of carrier bags gets added to with more bags that mm-hmm. gets pushed down further and becomes even further down the pecking order. Yeah, I mean we don't buy any bags anymore, but we have got loads of bags. I don't know why I, I cannot get into my head to take a bag to the shop with me and stop buying them. And filling my house up with carrier bags. I use it as packaging sometimes to send stuff. I saw someone who'd said, um, you know, if you get a, a, a bag for life from Asda, if you're willing to make that kind of commitment, is it is it 10p now? I don't know. 20. More than that, like 15, 20p. 20. Yeah. Um, you know, to, to, when it first started, it used, be, it used to be 5p for a carrier. I think it's now 10p in it as a standard carrier bag. 20 charge. at Asda. Uh, no, no, just, just, just that's for a bag for life, just for a normal carrier oh, bag. They do they even do that? Yeah, I'm not sure they even do them, actually, come to think of it, yeah. Um, and it used to be, yeah, tempy. But if your bag for life breaks, aren't they meant to replace it for free? I believe. So basically, there's, there's two barcodes on the bag for life. One of them is for twenty p. And then what you can do is you can do the barcode in, and then you get it for free. Well, I remember thinking, isn't that basically just stealing it, which you're not meant to do? I mean, surely that's against the sort of rules and sort of the correct morals that you should be living your life to. Possibly. I don't remember what the fellow was called to put on Facebook. Um, Boris Johnson, I think, actually. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, me. Uh, oh, here we go. One second. We're having some technical difficulties at the minute because my I left my screen for too long because you were nattering on for too long and it's... Uh, Sounds it's, about right. It's frozen. Never mind. Uh, but anyway, uh, people were getting a nice view of my work spreadsheet, which proves that I actually do some work oh, at well, some point. Enough. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, Fisher. Yes. Uh, I'm king- I think I'm going to make my guess then. I reckon that... You went and bought. Uh, I, see, I can see people calling. Have you been called a pink bag car- uh, a pink bag twat since? Um, it was a one-off occasion. All right, then you pink bag twat. Okay, it wasn't a one-off occasion. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna say then um, that it was you bought the woman's cl- the woman's shirt, the lady's shirt. Okay, is that what happened? No, I got called a pink bag twat. <laughs> Brilliant, that's funny. So I got it wrong. Yep, I was walking to. Uh, I was walking towards. Um, well, not to work. I was actually walking to um, sort of professional college. Uh, I was carrying some ring binders in my in what I thought was a quite strong, robust carrier bag, and it was. Uh, however, my journey to uh, the college was slightly soured by being called a pink bag twat. <laughs> Well done. And what made you, when did you discover this? Is it did it did you discover it after a while of not seeing the pink carry bag? No, I'd I, I remembered. I was also probably the same as yourself. Um, I'm always on the lookout for good show and tell items, and I, I, that, that kind of popped into my head for some. Bless you. Uh, that popped into my head for some reason. You put yourself on mute, so no one, no one knows you actually sneezed. Then so well done. Thank you. Uh, but I saw you sneeze on the video. <laughs> I saw it on. I just it kind of came to bed. I can't quite remember why, um, but the, for some reason, something triggered in my mind about being called the, uh, the pink bag twat. And I was looking through my carrier bag bag and found the pink carrier bag and thought it'd be a nice time to use that to relive the wonderful moment of getting verbally abused by a young man, Kenya. <laughs> Brill. Well, shall we move on anyway? Um, mm-hmm. We're going to skip, if it's okay with you, we're going to skip news out today. I mean, who right. cares yeah, about the news? Who cares about the news anyway? Is that all right? Chris, do a quick, Chris, do a quick few jokes. Go on then. Go on, go on, yeah. Go Good. To- Are you going to play some music to jump on the news section or not? It's a shorter and sweeter show today. Shorter and sweeter show. Um, someone who's short and sweet is uh, the career of Neil Parrish, former MP. Uh, he was caught watching porn in the House of Commons. Can you remember Neil Parrish? Yeah. So looking for some tractors and accidentally happened upon a porn website. Um, said he was looking for a red tube, apparently, or something like that. Um, 
But none, what was interesting, what intrigued, intrigued me a bit is when he was caught, he actually went on television and said he had the best reputation out of a lot of the MPs. A fantastic reputation. Um, and apparently he said that he might stand again, but only once he's bonanized down. <laughs> I mean, one thing that intrigues me is like just watching porn in general. I mean, is it really just a, you know, surely some people when they're watching it do other things you would have thought. I mean, we just watch it and think, tell you what, the quality acting's good in this, isn't it? I mean, it's sort of, yeah. I like I like to watch a man fix a photocopier or whatever. And you know, um, you you see what like you know a parliament looks like as well, and it doesn't it doesn't look like a place that's um, very private, does it? Either you've got people looking over yeah. your shoulder, you've got people all around you. It's the least private place you could possibly want mm. to look at that stuff. Mad. Yeah. Um, talking about MPs, um, should we? I, I sent this to you on WhatsApp the other day, didn't I? Um, oh yeah, the politician was... in our local area. Well, not yeah, in so the Is it Wakefield, yeah. The member apart from Wakefield um, has been put in prison, and I think he'd been put in prison for sexually abusing a child who was a teenager at the time. Um, and there's a, a by-election to look who will succeed him. Uh, a gentleman called Paul Bickerdyke uh, is running, and his statement starts with the words, Please vote Paul Bickerdyke for Wakefield. I have been a foster carer for 14 years. And they've never sexually assaulted anyone. Oh, right, okay. Well, so, so they've actually put that on a leaflet, have they? And... Put that on his campaign leaflet, oh, right, yeah. Okay. I mean, I fondly remember that. That's how low it's getting into it now for, for Tory, uh, you know, party candidates and yeah. MPs. that they're, they're, they're now trying to prove that they're not as bad as each other. <laughs> well, to be fair, he's not a Tory. He's not a Tory. Well, yeah, not, fair um, enough, yeah. yeah. He's just, a, just someone running for another party. Independent. I can't quite remember what party it is. I think it's something like the Christian Alliance or something like that. Don't call me on his, his party. He's not. He's not standing for one of the main parties. Okay. Also. Um, yeah, that's pretty much almost it for news. Um, we've also got though that uh, have you heard that the um, payday company Klarna have axed seven hundred jobs apparently uh, at their head office and uh, made seven hundred people redundant uh, because they foresee a bit of a recession on the go. Um, it's very sad for the 700 people who've been made redundant uh, and sad for Klarna although on the plus side they've uh, got 700 new customers by the sounds of it so <laughs> there we go so well done oh dear um, right and can we can we just finish with obviously our Prime Minister Boris Johnson has been fined for getting involved in his own birthday party him and Rishi Sunak um, he said it was a very humbling experience uh, when the report from Sue Gray was released and you know how humble he was it was that humble that uh, shortly afterwards he referred to Sir Keir Starmer as Sir Beer Corma. So it's nice that he's humble about the whole thing, isn't it? And I, I can't believe we're talking, like, you know, weeks and weeks later, and months later after all this happened, and he's still sat there in the same job. Unbelievable. Anyway, Unbelievable. should we move on? Let's move on. So yeah, a bit more of a shorter and sweeter episode today, um, but we have got something special. So I thought I'd do you a little bit of a quiz and thought we'd have a go at uh, a bit of screen sharing. We used to do that a lot in lockdown, didn't we, and stuff, but we never tried it on the podcast. And obviously, I do have some PowerPoint skills. Now, this this is still very... This has just been put together very, very quickly, but I thought I'd bring through some of my PowerPoint skills into the podcast, and I do as a rate British quiz, because it's Jubilee and so on. Mm-hmm. I thought I'd do something about the royal family and also just sort of like British people in general and all that kind of thing. Are you doing much for the Jubilee? Mm. Waving a few flags on sticks? Yeah, I've got some bunting. I've bought some balloons. Um, we've, I believe we've actually got a bit of a street party happening. We had, we had a street party in 2020 when it was V-day, the it? V-Day celebrations. Yeah, I think we're going to do the same thing again. I believe on our road before we lived here, they also did something for the royal wedding of William and Kate back in to come down, 2011, was it? Might have to come down to your street then. There doesn't look like nothing going on on here. Is it invite yeah. only? Uh, I don't know. It's well, free country. Come, come along if you want. Um, <laughs> bring a key. Sorry, that sounds a bit mean here. <laughs> um, yeah, bring, bring a table and some picnics, yeah, some finger sandwiches or whatever. So this quiz, Fisher, is based mm-hmm. on YouGov surveys. Have you seen them before? I think anybody them, yeah. can do them. So it's, it, I thought it was quite a useful bank of resources for finding some sort of like opinion sort of type polls and things like that. So this is what we've got, a rate British quiz. Um, here we go. And the first section, Fisher, is about the royal family. Can you see this? Is it? Coming? I can't see it, no. You can't? Oh, I ain't shared it, that's why. Foolish. That'd be why. 
foolish. One second. Uh, and I don't think anyone else can eat. Oh, hold on. Yeah, they can. One second. Right. Share screen, Fifi Share. Look at this. This is like bad practice. Here we go. Right. Okay. So now can you see it, for sure? I, ca- I can see it, yes. I can't see you, which is, you know, obviously oh, so it's a good sad thing. occasion. Yeah, there we I go. I can see your display picture. I can see I can see myself in the top corner. Looking very, and um, you can see it now says the royal family. You got that? Uh, no, I can just see it still saying a right British quiz. That's really slow. Okay. Uh, that's not what I expected. It still says a right British quiz, does it? Uh, well, a right British quiz, but yeah. Uh, Ah, hold on. I think I might know what the what the uh, issue is. Does it does it has it got this is it in presentation mode? No idea. It just says waste of space dot Can you see can you see, can you see the PowerPoint or can you see it full screen? Uh, I can see a full screen. Uh, no, I can just I can see the PowerPoint. Oh it says the Royal Family now it says the Royal Family. So can you see the Royal Family now? No, I can see the words of the Royal Family. Must be really slow. Right, okay. I'm gonna try again then. We'll go on to the next one. Right, so the Royal Family. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now it should say something else. A question. Okay. It says, well, I can't quite see the entire thing. So it says, well, I'm assuming it says people who think the UK should no longer have a monarch. But it says, well, I'm cutting off a few of the letters there. What's so cutting off? You're involved. cutting it off. Is that better? Uh, no, it's still not appearing <laughs> correctly on my... It's great, isn't it? I mean, what a fantastic question. Well, I think our listeners can see it. That's the main thing. All right. Okay. So, for sure. I can listen and see something. Yeah. The, the, the view is all the listeners. Right. So, <laughs> my question is then, what percentage of people in the UK think the UK should no longer have a monarchy? Um, I think it's. Gonna, I think that's going to be fairly low. I think, generally speaking, we're quite... It depends when... Did it say when this was taken? It's fairly recently. The, all these surveys are done in the recent few years, basically. Well, I don't know, because obviously it depends. Um, did Prince Andrew answer this survey? <laughs> I don't know. But I think it's only. I think we're going to talk, say, about 20%. 20%. 20%. Okay, let's have a look then what the answer is. And you'll find that... Well, it looks like pointless, doesn't it? Can you see it now? Yeah, because the progress oh, is going across. 22%. Ah, yeah. 22% of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to say, if you get within 10%, by the way. Or, mm-hmm. Oh, no, I'm going to say 5%, actually. I'm going to be a bit tighter. If you get within 5% of the correct answer, you're going to get the right answer. So, yeah, you got the first one right. Well done. Is that 5% either way? 5% either way, yeah. So 22% of people uh, in the UK who did this survey, which is quite a lot of people who they get to do the surveys. So it's quite a decent, mm-hmm. you know... I'd say it's a decent sample of people. Say twenty two percent people say we should no longer have a monarchy. Okay. Mm. Next question then. What percentage of the UK population has had a dream that featured the Queen? And our first right, question okay. is Fisher, have you had a dream that featured the Queen? Um I don't think I have. You're not ever told yeah. to lay back and think of England and all that. Yeah. <laughs> um uh well, no, nothing really stands out. I would, I would like to meet the Queen. I don't know if that's going to be one of the questions that comes up, but I'd like, I'd, I'd love to actually meet the Queen one day and just, you know, see what she'd like. Nice to meet her, wouldn't it? Um, well, I think it's going to be fairly high. I think people would aspirationally want to meet the Queen and therefore might might dream about the Queen. So I'm going to say that the amount of people, but there might be dream... there might be people having dreams a bit differently about the Queen, though. Uh, well, I suppose it could be dreams about dirty you know, dreams. Potentially, I think it's probably quite <laughs> unlikely. Would have thought it could be doing something unpleasant to the queen. This could I have been no, but this could have been, you know, this, this could have, old old people could have been answering this survey who were, you know, young once as the queen was yeah. young once. Maybe they dreamed about about her back in the day. Maybe, maybe. So I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be. I think we're going to talk say sixty five percent. Sixty five percent of people who've done this survey have had a dream about the queen. Yeah. Okay. No, it's, 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 you know, you have dreams every night. You'll have to have one at some point, don't you? There we go. Let's have a look then. Oh, that's not moving very fast, is it? 4%. 4%? Just 4% of people have had a dream that featured the Queen. Mm-hmm. I'm not in that, and sounds like you're not Eva Fisher. No. Okay, next question then. What percentage of the UK public would advise a close friend against marrying a senior member of the royal family? This isn't uh, marrying a particular member of the royal family. So we're not just, saying it's like Prince Andrew or anything like that. Yeah. It's just any member of the royal family. Who would, again, you know, say, for example, you knew you had a friend who uh, happened to bump into one of the royal family members and they got together and they were going to marry him. Would you, you know, how many people would advise him against that because of the life that comes with it? Uh, I don't know some people would like it. I don't know. Of the, 
And, and there've been rumours recently about Kate Middleton and Prince uh, and yeah, Kate Middleton and Prince William sort of splitting up. Apparently, well, I don't know. Allegedly, um, rumours. I've, I've, I've heard rumours. I mean, I'm not it's actually true, but I've yeah, I've heard some rumours about it in the American press. Um, and obviously, I think just when people remember what happened to Princess Diana and various other royal members, it's not necessarily always been a place. Uh, it's not necessarily been a, a match made in heaven, has it? At times. Um, so I think they're probably quite a large. Large amount. I think you. Yeah, I think you're going to talk about fifty-five percent now. Fifty-five percent. Let's take a look. Mm-hmm. And twenty percent. Twenty percent. Twenty percent. Can't give the right answer there either. Never mind. So twenty percent of the UK public surveyed would advise a close friend against marrying senior member mm-hmm. of the royal family. Okay then. Next then. Um, so this question was asked to people: Do you have a photograph, portrait, or some other image of the Queen on display in your home? So what percentage of people said yes? Um, does that include sort of, you know, I've got a £10 note with a face on it? Or, unless, you um, have that on dis- unless you have that on display, then no, it doesn't so, count. It'd have to be a specific yeah, picture or, or, yeah. a, or a commemorative plate. People have commemorative yep. plates, wouldn't they? Um, I think that'd be quite low. I think we're going to talk 10%. Talk 10%. Okay, have you got anything on display of the Queen? No. Not even for the Jubilee? Uh, no, we've got some, got some flags. We've got some... Um, We've got some bunting flags, although they ran out of Union Jack flags, so I've got some uh, England flags instead, <laughs> which I think I can, I can use that when it's the next World Cup. That's so not good I'm practice, is it? That. That's not good practice. You, well, if you're going to do that, then you should get the Welsh bunting, you should get the uh, Northern Irish, Scottish as well. Anyway. I mean, there, are, there are some houses on our street already that have got the flags out and the bunting up. But, um, right. So what are yeah. you saying again? I'm going to say 10%. 10%. Okay, let's have a look. Here we go. The tension is building. 4% again. Oh, I'm out, oh, I'm out of tolerance there, aren't I? Yeah. Nope, not right this time. Uh, moving on again then to our next one. This is a bit, they're going to get a bit different in a minute, but uh, what percentage of Brits say that they know at least the first verse in God Save the Queen? Do you know the first uh, verse? I think so, yeah. I'm not going to sing it for you. <laughs> oh, I'm not, not, not the tune to it. Um, send the, oh, I am singing it. Send the victorious, happy and glorious, long to reign over us, God save the Queen. Um, I presume that's the main bit of it, isn't it? Do we, all, do we have to know all the words? I don't know. The football players don't seem to know it when they're singing it. No. Um, I'm going to You can get away with it. You can just mime, though, can't you, when you're a footballer in a, in a stadium full of people? You can just sort of mime yeah. and get away with it. Yeah, or if you're playing the Champions League yeah. final, a stadium not full of people because you can't get inside. Um, so I, I think it should be fairly... It's like fairly... Our, the thing is, this is a weird one, isn't it? Because it's like our national anthem for England... But also the UK, but then Scotland and Wales and Northern Ireland—they all have. The, do they have their own national anthem? Uh, Scotland have Flower of Scotland, don't they? Wales have Flower of Wales. Uh, they have, <laughs> Wales have something else. Uh, but yeah, when they, they do have, they do have their own. Um, they do have their own mm. national anthems. The other country, UK. Because well, I don't think it was that long ago that the other countries' football teams, for example, used the British national anthem. Oh, okay. And had God Save the Queen, but it's more recently been adopted as the English one. Mm. That's where the, the other nations have got um, alternative anthems, I believe. Um, so I, I think it should be relatively high. So I'm going to say that 40%, 40%. 40%. I but if you get within 5%, yeah. you win. Oh, that's going up fast, isn't it? There we go. 68%. So. I bet they don't actually know it. Needed to go a bit higher than that, but never mind. Okay, so next question then. Picture round now. <laughs> kind of okay. picture round. It's not really, but uh, according to YouGov, what percentage of people surveyed like? So this is how favourable they are in the popularity ratings. So how yep. much they liked. There's also the other side of it, how much they disliked. But I've not covered that in this particular section. So this is right. just how much they liked. Okay, by the mm-hmm. British public. So. Let's start with the Queen then. Where do you think she's going to... What percentage is she going to get that people, you know, have a positive opinion of her? I think people like the Queen, don't they? I mean, do, you, do you like her? Yeah, I mean, she's an old lady, isn't she? She probably gives sweets away and stuff. Yeah, I mean, that would probably make me less inclined to like her. But I think she's got a lot of good leadership skills, you know. She's, she's served the country mm. um, particularly well over a seriously long period, 70 years. Um, do you know how many yeah. Prime Ministers she's seen? Um, ooh, how many prime ministers have you seen? Uh, if you count Seven. individuals, not people who did the job more than once. Uh, well, yeah, there's not many people who did it more than once. So I think 
You're talking, what's the average tenure for a prime minister? Five years, seven years, let's say 14 prime ministers. Well done. That wasn't actually up for grabs as a point, but, you know, kind of give you a little uh, ding for that one. Exactly right, 14, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, at least you got something right. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I quite like the Queen. Um, I think a lot of other people will, so I'm going to say, what percentage of people like it? Let's say 80%. 80%, let's take a look. I think probably more than that, actually. I'm thinking of it. 75%. So, 75%. Yeah. yeah, that's all right. Give me that. Just on the cusp there, getting that right with five mm-hmm. percent. So Prince Charles, then, do you think he's less popular, more popular? Less popular. Oh, is, is his play your cards right? By the way, or is it just <laughs> some guess the percentage? Uh, it's going to be less popular. I don't know for various reasons. Um, I'm going to say what percentage of people like him. You know, bear in mind he's got his sausage fingers and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> I'm going to say thirty percent, maybe 30%. even less than that. Let's say thirty percent. Well, he's the next king, so his popularity Ooh. might have to go up. Let's have a look. 50%. There we go. Next then, Camilla. This is going to be a tough, a tough one. Have people forgiven her, do you think, now? Have they kind of got mm. over all that, you know, being the... the, the I mean, you know, the, the stories that, that actually, you know, there's an issue, wasn't there, with, with them getting together in the first place because of, you know, kind yeah, of like old-fashioned rules and stuff like that. But have people forgiven her because of this sort of, you know... Hmm. All that kind of thing. It's with time. It's time a great healer. Yeah. Um, I think. I think she's probably more popular now than she was, but I don't think she's going to be as popular as Charles and what happened. So I'm going to start. I'm going to say thirty percent again. Thirty percent. Let's have a look. She is forty percent. So mm-hmm. yeah, just just. What did you say, if Charles? You said thirty percent, didn't you? So you didn't get that one. But uh, yeah, yeah no, you weren't too far off with that. I suppose decent. Uh, the next one's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I only include. I really shouldn't have included him, but I thought I've got to include him just, just you know, because he's he's kind of been topical, and we know he's not that popular. But how many people still have a positive opinion of him? And by the way, this well, uh, this survey is an ongoing thing, so their their popularity, you know, it's like with the politicians, they they have a continuous mm-hmm. sort of up and down level, if you yeah. know what I mean, that can change sort of day by day. Uh, suspected well, hasn't gone up recently, so I guess. <laughs> Um, well, how can anyone have a positive perception of him? I mean, the is, is the entire thing has been a total car crash in the last couple of years, hasn't it? Right from the old, from his, from the fact you know he was involved with Jeffrey Epstein, right through to um, the weird Newsnight interview where he didn't even seem particularly remorseful about what he'd done and the friendships that he had. Um, to then also the fact that he paid off however much money it was to. Um, the victim to effectively ensure he didn't kind of end up in court and you know it kind of it didn't seem very remorseful at all about the whole situation so i'm gonna say i'm gonna say five percent five percent it's surely got to be less than ten percent let's have a look what how is it that high twelve percent twelve percent how <laughs> Who's, who who likes prince andrew i think the thing is that there can be quite a big difference between uh their likability but also the dislikability they can be two completely different things do you know what i mean um it's not that the other you know 78 uh, percent dislike him it, it, it can be completely different it's, it's the different scales if you know what i mean um which makes the not next really. one i'd it, expect the other 78 percent well it's not 78 well, more than 88 percent I'd, I'd, I'd like to think they do dislike him because well yeah the things I mean, that he's done it might be more obvious with with him mm-hmm. but with the others for example like kate middleton um mm-hmm. the, her sort of like and dislike are very very surprisingly different really um so anyway let's go with kate middleton then what do you think Kate Middleton, what's her popularity like? I mean, she's very. People like the fact she played the piano on the uh, the Christmas concert. That's I remember playing the piano at Christmas concert, and everyone thought it was great. Um, she likes the she fact was, that uh, you know she probably take, looks at William and takes a bit of sympathy on him and says, "Oh, I'll have you then." Go yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> um, she there was that time she had her boobs out, didn't she, on the uh, in that French magazine or whatever it was because she'd been photo with a telephoto lens by a journalist. Um, Although I think it was, to be honest, a few people making um, a bit of a mountain out of a couple of molars, weren't they? Um, <laughs> and sorry, sorry, Kate. It's our future, our future queen consort, there, isn't it? Um, I think people generally like her, though, don't they? More so, I think more so than Charles and Camilla. I'm going to. What was the queen? Oh, sorry, seventy-five percent. 
Yeah, so I can't quite see the Queen on my screen, actually. So, so I'm, I'm going to say somewhere between Charles and the Queen, I'm going to say 65%. Let's take a look. Up it goes. Ooh, well, that's going right, isn't it? 60%. You said 65, didn't you? There you go. Well done. Good going. So, yeah. uh, Next then, on to her husband, Prince William, our future king, who probably won't be that that long, really, will it? All right. It's a bit bit offensive to his grandma and his (laughs) dad. You know what I mean? Like, we're not going to have to wait as long as we had to wait, like, this time for a new, Mm. you know. Yeah, well, I can't... Prince Charles spends 70 years as king, then I think something's gone <laughs> slightly wrong. He's in his 70s now, Prince Charles, probably. I think so, yeah. So I think yeah, if he lives to 140, then um, <laughs> well done to him. I said, I mean, even William's into his 30s, isn't he? So he can't do seven, 70 years. Um, maybe we should just get past straight on to Prince George. Yeah. And see how long Try he can Try and beat the record for. then, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I, think, I think he should be pretty much... Level pegging with his wife, so I'm going to say 60%. Saying 60%, let's have a look. Yeah. More popular, Ooh, 66%. 66%. This is what I mean, like, when you look at the the, the, the sort of the opposite way around, how many people <laughs> dislike them, there's a bigger, <laughs> or a le- there's, you know what I mean? That Like, for example, uh, Kate, it's only about 5% dislike her. So yeah. she's got less haters than she's got, which obviously you'd expect... But it, it's yeah. See, you, you'll be if you have a look at YouGov yourself, you'll see what I mean. It's yeah. quite interesting why, uh, reading. Why? Why would six percent of people like Prince William more than Kate Middleton? I don't know. It, like, do people dis, do people not like the fact she's not a royal? She's kind of married into royalty. It it, it right. could it could be something to do with that, couldn't it? The the proper royalists yeah. out there, you know the you know. Mm. Uh, or maybe it's like, it should have been me. I should have been the. I should be marrying the prince. It might be a bit yeah. of jealousy as well. Maybe I maybe, don't know. Of course. Next, then, this right. is going to be an interesting one, isn't it? Because, obviously, you know, Prince Harry was always pretty much... I mean, you know, he, he was a bit of a a bit of a bit lad, wasn't he? But he was always everybody's favourite, yeah. weren't he? Now... Well, yeah. Um, you know, he, he got a bit more common ground with people, hasn't he? Um, the rebel of the family. Uh, certainly rebelled when he buggered off and, uh, and left. So I think that's not going to make him very popular, in all honesty. I think... I don't know. But would people admire the stand that he took? So let's say that he is lower than Prince Charles by Island. That's 45%. Say 45. Let's take a look. Yeah. 32%. Yeah. yeah. Quite surprising, really. Um, but yeah, I mean, fair play to him. You know, did what he wants to do. And, you know, they, they don't choose to go into that life, do they, unfortunately? Well, some of them do, clearly. But. Uh, well, Jack Middleton did, yeah. But yeah. Uh, say he was. <laughs> Yeah, you sort of sympathise, I suppose, with Prince Harry. He's not the most pleasant of life to some degree. I mean, yeah. he had to parade through the streets of London behind his mum's coffin, so that can't be very nice growing up as a as a young lad who's however old he was, um, probably in his teenage years at the time. Now, can't be very pleasant. Next one's going to be interesting. Now, you know, twelve percent of the public seem to still like uh, Prince Andrew. Now, surely, you know. Now we know Meghan is not popular with some people but then she'll be really popular with others oh sorry yes yeah, sorry I, just, I can't see the entire screen so it's megan markle megan markle's on the end right? yeah yeah um, so the duchess of sussex is that the mm-hmm. correct royal title i think um is she gonna be better liked than oh, you know i don't think oh, it's terrible isn't it? i don't think she will be i think he's gonna be less than prince andrew you think so sad it shouldn't be but i just think it might be I don't know why people don't like her. Well, sadly, I think I do know why people don't like her, but go on. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say 32. Yeah, I think she's got the old Wallace Simpson vibes to some degree, but I'm going to say she's less than Prince Andrew. Really? Okay, let's find yeah. out then. Are you any percentage in particular? Uh, well, that's a bold enough statement, isn't it? But let's, well, let's say 10%. 10%, okay. So you have look. to commentate it because I can't see the price. So it's going up, it's going up, and it's gone above Prince Andrew. Yeah, okay. It's twenty four percent. Yeah, okay. So, oh, she's, I, yeah, she's not part Prince Harry. Again, though. it's one of those. If you look at the dislike level, there might be quite a lot of dislike, unfortunately. Mm. But you know, anyway. So, did you enjoy that part of it? Oh, it was very good. It was, it was a right good quiz. Well, it's not finished yet. No, so like a, this right. next bit is about British celebrities in general. So we've got a bit more mm-hmm. of the likability sort of stuff now. A yeah. couple of celebrities going head to head, but obviously I've got to take into account 
all the nations as well, which is mm-hmm. what we're going to do next or in a second. So first of all, then, who is the most disliked? Now, we're going on to dislikes now, okay? So these are people who aren't popular. Um, mm-hmm. So we're, we're not looking at their favourability levels. We're looking at their disliked levels, okay? So it's Piers Morgan and Richard Maidley. And obviously, technically, Richard Maidley's kind of replaced Piers Morgan, hasn't he? Or he tends to uh, step on Good in. Morning Britain. Yeah, yeah he, he's there quite a lot now, isn't he? So it's like, you know, they're both a bit controversial in their own way. Um, I did see another survey on there about who who is the UK's version of Donald Trump. Um, and Piers Morgan was on there, actually, uh, mm-hmm. which I probably wouldn't go as far as saying that, as much as I dislike him. Um, I probably wouldn't go quite as far as saying that. Um, but the yeah. people voted for Katie Hopkins on that. Oh, okay. Well, I don't hear much of her nowadays. She's yeah. banned from Twitter, isn't she? So, mm. uh, I would say, who dislikes Charlie? It's got to be Piers Morgan, hasn't it? Sure. He's, he's very, he's very divisive. Piers Morgan, very Marmite like. Richard Maidley probably is a slightly safer option. I think I'm going to say Piers Morgan's more disliked. Let's have a look then. So, yeah, Piers Morgan, mm-hmm. 36% dislike, mm. and uh, Richard Maidley, 28%. So it's not too much in it. Um, but yeah, there you go. So next up then, we are on to Boris Johnson. And like okay, I said, don't forget this is very up to date, so it's not going back mm-hmm. a few years. This is quite this is just like it's almost like live basically. As mm-hmm. in his uh, as in his sort of favourability ratings and stuff. So Boris Johnson up against we've just mentioned her, Katie Hopkins. Now who is currently, as things stand, disliked mm. the most? Katie Hopkins or Boris Johnson, obviously we're talking about a, a fairly crass, crude former television character um and kate hopkins as well so <laughs> um i think god it's got to be boris hasn't it i think kate hopkins has died down a bit because no one's really had much of her as well boris is very current i think dislike, I, I think that may be re- very relevant in this to be fair mm. the fact that boris johnson's pretty much in the news every day as well i mean politicians probably don't fare that well anyway but yeah mm. um 52 percent um what I thought was interesting was the picture of Boris Johnson, where he stood there at the uh, gathering holding up the glass of wine or beer or whatever it was. And I just, I just wondered whether the caption was him saying, he's holding up the drink, saying, look, this is a complete and utter disgrace. Everyone, get out of this room right now. You shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> but I suspect he wasn't saying that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Kate, Boris Johnson, 52%. to Kate Hopkins, 48%. Yeah. Uh, in dislikability, I suppose, uh, or current dislikability levels. Interestingly, I looked up a few others like Michael Gove um, mm-hmm. and also uh, Pretty Patel. I think Pretty Patel is slightly more than Boris Johnson, talking like oh, 53 54%, Michael Gove 50%, so none of them are particularly popular. Um, did you see Did you see Michael Gove's interview recently on BBC oh, News? Very strange, very strange. Um, yeah. Massive headline, Michael Gove does a weird interview <laughs> in a strange voice. He could get a job on his podcast. He could, yeah. I mean, it was actually 10 years ago, I was, I, I was reminded of something yesterday, actually, um, that Michael Gove suggested for the Queen's Diamond Jubilee at the time, 60 years, it suggested that the British public should spend uh, some money on buying a new yacht in spite of going through sort of the recession and austerity at the time. It might be good for the British public to kind of feel like they've contributed something towards the Queen and got something new. I'm surprised he's not suggesting he that to, now as well. Yeah, yeah, he wrote to the Culture Secretary, Jeremy Hunt, at the time. And said, he's not after any honours, is he? Um, why don't we get a new boat for the Queen? He's not after any honours, is Michael he? Michael Gove, yeah. Edu- ed- yeah, Michael Gove, Education Secretary at the time, while the Queen's called budgets and stuff, suggests that we should spend money on... Um, edu- sorry, not on education, on buying a boat for the Queen. Yeah. And these are the people Cheers, that Mike. could potentially be in the hot seat at some point in the future. It's scary. Um, yeah. Okay, then next, let's. We're gonna go uh, music now. Okay, and I'm very aware we're still yeah. on uh, on English people here. Uh, we are gonna move on yeah. to like you know other British people as well. But I want to put two artists head to head, and we know how popular these are across the world, mm-hmm. don't we? So we know that you know they really? are. They're both you know in terms of music and stuff. They've you know certainly some of the well, most well known British artists currently out there. In fact, like Ed Sheeran is in the top ten best-selling artists of all time um and he's up, up, there, up there with bands like the beatles queen pink floyd mm-hmm. um cliff richard uh all those kind of bands uh rolling stones like you know to get yeah. into that top 10 list is amazing and to be fair adele's not that far behind either mm-hmm. um so what do we reckon then who's the most popular amongst the uk public <sighs> on YouGov? is it adele or is it ed sheeran 
I think it's probably a cheering. I don't know why. I think Adele might have still annoyed some fans after she um, cancelled the Las Vegas concerts. I don't know if she started if she started doing them or not. Yeah. I wonder if Ed Sheeran's um, annoyed right. his Newcastle fans cancelling his Newcastle gig to do the Jubilee. But I'm sure really? he'll really do it. Notice that. I've got a I'll newfound respect for Ed Sheeran because I saw him playing that loop machine. Oh, right, she yeah. uses and I'd never seen that before and I didn't realise actually yeah. how much she put you know because that is a really good way of you know him mm. sort of doing his live music without you know necessarily having backing tracks and stuff like that mm. I'm just incredibly impressed so yeah uh, yeah yeah what, what are we saying are you still going Ed Sheeran I'm going to go Ed Sheeran yeah. okay let's have a look pretty neck and neck at the minute just, just pipped just pipped Adele 61% to 58% so very popular Amongst the UK public, as you'd expect, and obviously across think, the world as well. Yeah, I think his, his songs are probably a little bit more upbeat than Adele's, maybe, so that possibly helps a bit of popularity. Yeah, true. Next one, then. So now we're going to the Scottish now. Two Scottish true. actors, David Tennant and Ewan McGregor. Bear in mind Ewan McGregor, I mean, they're, they're always in, they don't tend to have many quiet spells, they always always seem to be doing something. Mm-hmm. Ewan McGregor currently in the new Star Wars, uh, playing his mm-hmm. former character Obi-Wan Kenobi. David Tennant's always in something. So they're both kind of on the scene, quite current, so it makes it quite a difficult choice, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ewan McGregor, where did his bike ride, he did his motorcycle across the world as well at one point, didn't he? David Tennant. Like Doctor Who and a lot of other, oh, yeah, it's got a shot. It's got everyone loves David Tennant. Oh, it's got to be David Tennant. You reckon so? Yes, David Tennant. Yeah, not wrong with David Tennant. Let's have a look again. It's quite even neck and neck, but David Tennant again takes it seventy three percent to sixty six percent. So two Scottish uh, mm-hmm. actors going head to head there. I think he plays nice parts. Was is Hugh McGregor in sort of? Train spotting or lock yeah. stock or yeah. something like that. And a bit possibly... more gritty roles sometimes. Uh, you yeah. say. people maybe can't distinguish between the character and him. Yeah. So okay. That's by nice characters. Yeah. Who is the most liked here then? So we're on to the Welsh now. Two Welsh legend uh, yeah. music artists. So Sir Tom Jones and a Sir and a Dame. Sir Tom Jones, Dame Shirley Bassey. Yeah. So I think they're both popular. Um, Shirley Bassey, she kind of got the same legendary status that Tom Jones has got. Don't know. I don't know. I think I would say the very. Uh, ve- I mean, I, th- I think Shirley Bassey's performing at the uh, the Diamond, uh, the Platinum Jubilee, as she did at the Diamond Jubilee, and probably did one before that as well. Hey, to be honest, I think she performed at Coronation, didn't she, back in 1952? <laughs> Sorry, 1953 Coronation. Um, the. I think that. I think Tom Jones is slightly more popular, a bit more in touch with sort of the people of today, particularly with him being on The Voice for True. so long and what have you. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say Sir Tom Jones. It's good logic. Let's have a look. Yep. Tom Jones, again, very close. So 61% Ooh. to Dame Shirley Bass's 56%. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there you go. Next one then. We're going on to Northern Ireland. Oh, right. So we've got uh, Liam Neeson. Up against mm-hmm. George Best, so two quite different <laughs> in terms of what they do, and obviously the fact that unfortunately George Best can't do much more at the minute to mm. to to bring Uh-oh. his popularity ratings back up. But it can go the other way. If you're alive, you can say and do stupid things, which I believe Liam Neeson did not too long ago. Um, so uh, yeah, what did Liam Neeson say? I was stupid not too long. Said, I can't remember. He it. said something about once. <sighs> um, yeah, yeah, I vaguely remember it, but I can't. I can't remember after yeah, look it up. Mm. Um, George Best obviously said, said and did quite a lot of stupid things in his lifetime. Obviously, um, I th- I think basically what you're saying, the whole room for this question is that you can't think of many people from Northern Ireland, can you? <laughs> well, there were plenty, um, but to be fair, you can't get everybody's YouGov rating. Not everybody has one. You've got it. I think you must have yeah. to be a certain, you know, certain level of fame um, to be mm. able to get on there with that. So yeah, so I, I think it's Liam Neeson's a bit of an iconic actor, isn't he? Um, he said if George Best manages to beat him, he's going to hunt him down. And but I can't remember exactly what he said in that particular film, but uh, I think I think you know the point I'm trying to make there. Don't you? <laughs> um, is it is it just people? It's not just people from Northern Ireland. They've both, they've both got a special set of I'm, skills. Yeah, exactly. Quite right. Um, I'm going to say Liam Neeson. Okay, let's have a look. Yeah. There you go, Liam Neeson taking that seventy-four percent. Liam Neeson, which I was quite yeah. surprised, it's such a high rating. To be fair, considering yeah, that what Ed Sheeran got sixty-one percent earlier, seventy-four. Yeah, more, more people like Liam Neeson than Ed Sheeran. Only only one percent 
the Queen only yeah. pips that by 1%, which I yeah. think is quite very strange. But again, it must be to do with how much people are in the news and, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. So, yeah, 74% to George Best, 56%. Mm. So, we're on to British habits now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, some interesting ones here. So, what percentage of Britons flush the toilet with the lid up to the li- compared to the lid down? So, what do you do? Um, I just don't bother flushing it anyway. <laughs> uh, I just... I'm I'm very, I'm very polite when I'm uh, going to try. I tend to take my hat off while I'm weaning out the window uh, if someone walks past and I sort of say <laughs> hello to them. Um, I think lid up or lid down. I think you probably yeah. Sure, you sure you leave the lid up to just make sure it's gone, don't you? So I'm going to say lid up. So you think sixty five percent? You think more people flush with the lid yeah. up? Okay, yeah, so lid up, lid up wins. Closer than you think, really. So yeah. might be this might I wonder it'd be interesting to know whether there's a, a a difference here between men and women, I don't know, but fifty three percent flush with the lid up, forty three percent flush with the lid down. If there's ever a gap between these statistics, by the way, the other people are just I, I, I have no idea. I don't even yeah. make a note of what I do. Quite clearly don't flush there, so it's pain the thinking, so it's fine. <laughs> Next then. Mm. What percentage of Britons eat a cream egg by biting the top off? And then spooning out the cream with their tongue before finishing off the egg. <laughs> um, I don't. Know, I think that, that sounds a bit weird, doesn't it? I do eat a cream egg. I, mean, I, I do, do eat still, a cream I egg. I do eat yours, but I just eat it. Basically, supposed to do anything too weird with it. I kind of. Um, I do this. I think you know. Yeah. I think it, mm. it depends how hungry I am. I just scoff it if if, if we've got time. I'll mm. take time over it and you know spoon out that cream. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, no. I, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be about. 20%. Okay, remember, you're back on your 5% margins mm-hmm. now, so you think 20%? Yeah, I think I've lost this one, so... 28%, yeah, uh, just fairly close. 28%. Yeah, remember, this is all about British habits. Okay, because it's a bit mm-hmm. different. So which piece of cutlery did 45% of Britons say they would choose if they could only use one piece of cutlery for the rest of their <laughs> lives? You do find some gems on this, Hugo. You have to search for them. Yeah. You do find some interesting surveys. So, so we've got a fork, a knife, or a spoon there. Um, I think. Well, I mean, what would you just, do? Well, I'd probably, I'd probably take the. I'd probably take something that I felt was, you know, multi, multi-talented, really, I suppose. Um, and I think that'd probably be the. Probably the. You, you feel with a fork, you can kind of get it to do a bit of spoon work. And you can probably you? do a bit of cutting in a sense with it as well. Can't a bit you? Cut, yeah. I don't think the knife, particularly the knife, could be dangerous. I mean, you might cut yourself with it. Spoon, I don't think you can do much with a spoon, really. Although I suppose you can get it to do... You can get it to be like a fork. You can scoop things up, but you can't uh, stab into anything. You know, this, you? Uh, you know you, you're not going to... For example, if you choose... The only thing there that you're going to be able to successfully do a, do a soup with or eat a soup with mm. is a mm. is a spoon, realistically, isn't it? You're going to struggle yeah. with anything else. So it depends, suppose, how, depends how much of a soup lover you are, really. I suppose the question I've got is, was, was 45% the... So the yeah, most, okay. yeah. So I, I didn't want to kind of fall into yeah. that trap that someone else said like fifty five percent on other things. So forty five percent, the biggest answer. I'm going to say that it's going to be the fork. You think so? Yeah. Right. Let's take a look. What's left remaining? It spoon. was the spoon, oh. which it really surprised me because I would have gone mm. fork as well. So mm. it must just be that lots of people like because um, you could even eat yogurt, really, couldn't you, with a fork? Just. Yeah. It's just, I'm going to really think, you know, stir, you can stir your tea with a knife or a fork if you needed to. Yeah. Can't get much purchase on the spoon now, can you? I mean, yeah. can't separate something. But <laughs> these two are on. Next then. Uh, weird British now. This I've titled this next section, the final section. Okay. What percentage of Britons say they think uh, they could tread water for 10 hours if their life depended on it? I've met a lot of people in life who are treading water. So <laughs> I think... I think the amount of people that think they can do it compared to the people that can actually do it are two very different numbers. <laughs> but I, I think the people that think, think they can, can do it. it. Yeah, I mean, we're maybe talking... I was not dependent on it. I'd say... Mm, 10%. 10%. Let's take a look. This is not... They couldn't. They could not do this. <laughs> 28 Think that they could if their life depended on it. They could tread mm. water if their life depended on it. That's what they say. Okay, next then. What percentage of Britons think they have communicated with the dead? Um, After they've died, obviously, not before they've died. Uh, well, yes, yeah. Um, so I'm just trying to think now as to what, what percentage that could be. Now, I think it's going to be quite... Um, yeah, I think that's going to be... I think it's going to be a similar percent. I think I'm going to say 20%. 20%. Let's take a look. Yeah. 
Just 11% that oh, one. Yeah, okay. So people aren't as nuts as you might have thought they were. Well, I think some people are quite into that sort of stuff and think that they're getting communications or sort of feedback mm. from somewhere, you know. Can't say I agree with it myself, but yeah. Might, some be somebody sat, might be someone sat somewhere the other end of the world and like somehow picking up our podcast communications and think they're communicating with beyond the grave. Yeah. Anyway, next, what percentage of Britons say they believe in the Loch Ness Monster? Now, I think this one might be a little bit... Nah, I can't, yeah, but the Loch Ness Monster obviously doesn't exist. There's no evidence for it. Um, every now and again, you get the stupid urban myths claiming it, so I'm going to say it's pretty low. I'm going to say it's, yeah, about 10%. 10%. Possibly even less than that, yeah. Let's have a look. That's surprisingly high. 15%. So more people believe in the Loch Ness Monster Mm -hmm. than than people who say they think they've already communicated with the dead. There you go. It clearly doesn't doesn't exist because, you know, (laughs) there's no evidence whatsoever to say it is other than, you know, someone's car bump once fell off into the Loch Ness and it's sticking up because people think I like the Loch Ness Monster. (laughs) You know, it's a lot of rubbish. What percentage of Britons say they would want to live forever if they could? Now, would you want to live forever if you could? If it was a possibility, would you want to? Or would you be like, mm, nah, not for me? Uh, well, I think I can, actually. I think, <laughs> I'm, I think I'm actually immortal. I mean, prove me wrong. Um, I think... Oh, you'd get a bit bored, wouldn't you, living forever? You'd see so much that you just think, well, no, I'm just not that... <laughs> Welcome to episode sure. one million. <laughs> yeah. I'm not that keen, you know. It's, <laughs> I, think it'd be a bit, I think it'd be, again, 20%. You reckon so? Yeah. Take a look. Twenty-two percent. Yeah, I mean, it depends what happens as you get older. I suppose is the problem. I mean, you know, if it's like your current thing, when you get to sort of you know seventies, eighties, nineties, you start to kind of get worn out, tired. Imagine how you're going to feel when True. you're like three hundred year old. Yeah, if they're if they're asking like you know fifteen year olds, eighteen year olds, yeah. or whatever, they're going to say mm. yeah. But when you, if they're asking someone who's eighty-seven and like, yeah. they've had ten new hips and yeah. I've had I've had enough of had enough of this rubbish. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. There we go. Uh, I think we're near the end now. What percentage of Britons say they would want to... Oh, we've done that one, haven't we? We've just done that one, yeah. Yeah, there we go. That that's 22%, what, I think. That yeah. was 22%. That was uh, the version before. So, yeah, I think that's, I think that's everything. Uh, oh, okay. But, yeah, did you enjoy that, for sure? It felt like I've lived forever. <laughs> <took> that long. <laughs> good uh, stuff. Yeah, really good, Jimbo. Thank you very much. A bit of interactivity. Yeah, I thought uh, we'd try something different. I don't know that's been showing. I don't think it's actually been shown on the screen. I think it's your spreadsheet from work earlier again that was, uh, <laughs> was on the screen. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, there you go. That was a little bit of a quiz about British and the Jubilee and royal family and stuff. So yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to kind of like say we've been podcasting a long time. It's now gone dark and I'm in. So <laughs> I know I should uh, wrap up. So thank you very much, everybody, for listening. It's been a sh- wait. It probably was supposed to be short, but it wasn't really in the end. But anyway, it was. Yes. So, well, yeah. thank you very much. Join us next time for episode 115. Hopefully, we won't leave it as long. I mean, I think we've. I think we've just about we've managed to slot this one in before the month end, literally on yeah. the last day of the month at and with a good uh, what have we got, three and a half hours of the month left. We've managed to we managed to squeeze it in, which is good. And I'm sure we'll be back next month and we'll make sure we podcast at least once a month to be good Jimbo. Maybe even more, but it depends what availability is and all that sort of stuff. We will. All right then. So, there we go. No problem. Take care Thanks everybody. Much, Jimbo. Good to see you. See you later. Soon. Bye bye.